Hi, everybody. Welcome. A long-awaited welcome back to Fans on the Stands, Episode 9. I'm your co-host, Mickey, along with my buddy and co-host, Ivan. Hey, everybody. How's it going this week? So it's been a uh, it's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a while. We've we've been busy and between baseball and golf and vacation and life 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 just gets in the way of your free uh, pastime sometimes. So yeah, but we're happy to be back. Um, it's been yeah, like Ivan said, it's been a little hectic around here, and uh, but we're back and we're happy to be back. And uh, I don't know, is there anything to talk about in baseball? Has anything really happened? The All-Star game happened? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's a few things we can we can touch base ab- uh, ab- about. And one of those things, obviously, is the Blue Jays. Now, had you, had we had this podcast about a month ago. I think we would have talked about how this so up and down, yeah. right? And then we, and at that point, it was looking dim. And then Manoa was sent at that point to the Florida complex. And we didn't know when he was coming back. And... Things were looking grim. Yeah, they were. And then what happens? We win eight out of nine. Yeah, and well, actually, since our last our last episode, uh, they played thirty games and they won eighteen of those thirty. So I mean, it's not bad. And currently, they sit six games out of first place. Yep, which is totally attainable. Uh, Jays are fifty three and forty one. Yeah, and like Ivan said, they've won eighteen since the last time we talked. They so now it's we're a little bit past the halfway point of the season. Whereabouts in so let's since we golf today, yeah, let's let's compare their season to golf. Are they over par on your expectations? Are they at, at par or are they have they birdied or eagle? Uh, they've they're below my expectations, so I, I would say so like one over, two over, yeah, yeah. It's there's there's some things that are just not clicking the way that we want them to. Right. I, I would I would say I would say yeah. If I did judge them on a, a golfing score, I'd say yeah, one over par. I think they're not. I think they're certainly not meeting expectations, or they weren't at least. If but you take this team right now. Yeah. This is what this is what I thought we'd have. Yeah. So let's go around the diamond. Uh, a little bit and just kind of see where we're now we're at the halfway point. Dalton Varsho in left field. What do you, what, what do you think? Look, defensively, the guy is a stud. Um, offensively, eh, he's just, he's, he's not quite doing it for me. It's funny you say that. I listened to the podcast uh, at the letters podcast before the season started. And they're like, Dalton Varsho is going to be, you're really good outfielder. He's going to hit 220, 212, uh, 20 home runs. But he's a strikeout. He strikes out a lot. He's just that that player, right? He's not he's not Teoscar offensively, but he's certainly better than Teoscar defensively. Yeah. And he's controllable. So he's still. I mean, he's a late. I think he's a late bloomer. I think he's what he's 27 right now. 26. Yeah, he's still 26. So it's still got time to develop, right? And that yep. power threat. Well, let's talk before we actually before we move on. Let's talk about the renovations at Rogers Center. Remember, we said at the beginning of the year we thought this was gonna be a homer friendly park. Yeah, it hasn't. No, <laughs> it really. It's I kind of played the opposite. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't. 
I mean, look, um, the power drought is something serious with the whole team, really. Yeah. I mean, other than other than Bo, and even then, I mean, he's got 16. Um, there's nobody that's really lightening it up. Yeah, I think the next person is what, Vladdy with Vlad, and then George. 13, yeah, so he's got four. Vlad's got fourteen, and then George's got thirteen. Varsho and Chapman have twelve each. Jansen's got eleven. He's only got two hundred plate appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can both safely safely say that you know this is we, we both thought it'd be would be way more power than we have right now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the renovations that are causing maybe a different. I never heard theories that it's a different airstream now in the ballpark, or it's uh, just we don't have a, a really good offensive, like a home run hitting team. I, 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 I guess it's a little both, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I guess, and I think really truthfully, you have to wait about four years to really determine if it's a hitter from the ballpark or not, right? Yeah, get some numbers in. And what and we've talked about this before, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, the Jays were always middle of the road when it came to hitter friendly. Right. It was always at around the 16-14 mark. Yeah. So it's not it wasn't hitter friendly, it wasn't pitcher friendly, it was just nice and balanced. And we'll have to see what happens um over the next few few seasons just to really see what's gonna happen there. Yeah, let's uh so uh, let's go back to the golf comparison. Dalton Varsho, par, over par, under par? I would say he's par. Yeah, he's at par for me too. I think. Yeah, Maybe I, even one under. I think he, he's better. I never got to see him play in Arizona, but he's he's a really outstanding outfielder. And I think you mentioned when we were talking the other day, I think you mentioned that he's the strongest defensive outfielder in the majors right now. Yeah. So he's got uh, 16 defensive runs saved. Um, Kiermaier's at second with 11 or 14 or 13. No, 13. And then the next one after that was 11 somewhere else in the league. I don't know exactly where. Excellent segue (laughs) into center field Kevin Kiermaier. Par above par below par. Well, that guy's he's he's an eagle right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because I mean, he's hitting 276 with a 335 on base percentage. He's got four home runs. He's got speed. He's got defense. The base running is bar none one of his best assets. It's I, I love the guy. Who is the guy that stole the 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 uh, play card last year? That was him. Where's that guy? He was so easy to hate. Now you're hundred like. I was determined not to like him for that because I mean that was a. I would love to hear what his stance on that is now. Yeah, but now that he can actually talk about it because he's not in Tampa, but. And that's the thing is that I when he got signed, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm gonna hate this guy. But then he did a couple interviews, and it just like his joy to be in Toronto, and I'm like, man, this guy's really easy to like. (laughs) Well, they talked to him yesterday after the game, and they said, and they asked him, is this what you imagined it would be like to sign in Toronto? He goes, yeah, this is awesome. This is, and you, you can imagine when you're playing in front of 40,000 people and compared to 4,000 people, yeah, it must be a huge, huge thrill. He's, uh, I think you nailed it with the eagle. He's a an eagle or an albatross for what I thought we were going to get. I thought, I remember when we signed him, and then I think if we rewound and listened to like our first podcast of this season, we thought, 
Yeah, that's a nice pickup for a fourth outfielder. You know, he yeah. can play wherever. But man, he's turned into our. He's got a he's a Gold Glove season. Gold Glove season, and his his offense has just been through the roof for what we were expecting. Well, yeah, it's above way above average because he's never been a guy known for his bat. He's always been a defense first kind of guy, and he's hitting two seventy six. He's got like the third best average on the team. Yeah, yeah, and he in his base running, just he makes things happen. Yeah, like when you when you hear that word speed kills, it really does. And this team, I, I think, is just starting to just starting to get that. I think they're just starting to realize the speed in this team and what they can do with it. Right. Yeah. When you go to like Whit Merrifield, who we'll talk about later, when you talk about um, Dalton Varsho yep. bunting with the left-handed pitcher, like just, I love it. It's It's, it, it's fun to watch. It is. It really like you is. Wish there was more bunts in the game. Like it just, yeah. it's puts the ball in play and it puts pressure on the defense. It's fun to watch uh, and watching, watching that outfield. So now we'll, go, we'll talk about George Springer over par, par, below par. I, I think right now he's he's over par. Um, he had a bit of a slow start at the beginning of the season, but he's yeah. really turned it on over the last couple months. He's up to 274 with his average right now. It's I think he's uh, he's or sorry under par, not over par. I meant like he's overperforming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole golf thing isn't uh, yeah. working out well. So uh, he's yeah, he, he, I'd say he's an he's a one under, two under par. Nice. I would I would put him at par. I, he's everything I expected. And you're right. He had a slow start due to that. I think he had some kind of an intestinal yeah. track issue. He had some kind of bug or something that lasted a while. But fully healthy now. Always diving for balls in right field. That outfield the Jays have must be the best in baseball. It's got to be. And you have three center fielders playing all over the diamond, right? Yeah. Okay. I will move on. Next, we'll we'll. We'll put uh, start at third base, Matt Chapman. Over par, par, below par. I would say he's at par. Yeah. I mean, he had a great start, and he's cooled off. And if it wasn't for his hot start, his average would be really low right now. Um, I I would say he's he's what we expected of him. Yeah, if I had to give him a rating, I think maybe one over, if I can go half. <laughs> <laughs> shot over. He's uh he, he's his defense his defense has been still great compared to most of their basemen, but not elite. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Made a few more errors than I had anticipated him making. Still got a cannon for an arm, but just I think he's losing half a step, maybe. Yeah, a little. Um you're right. His bat. He's uh, he's Mister Hot and Cold, right? He went from scorching hot to just ice cold. Starting to heat up again a little bit now. Yeah, he's he's to the point now where if he's not signed for an extension, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not crying about it. I'm not. I'd like to have him. Should be great for another. If you can get him at two more years, maybe, but not yeah. definitely not like a five year contract. Or no, anything. no, definitely not. Uh, moving on to Bo Bichette. Look, he's probably one of the best pure hitters in the league. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's he's so he's, good. He's got more hits than Luis Arias, who's, who's batting three eighty. Yeah. Um, I I've got no hate for the guy. I I think he's doing well. I think his offense 
really more than makes up for any of his deficiencies defensively. So but that's something we haven't talked about lately either. Right. He hasn't, he hasn't made, made any made bonehead any... bonehead plays. No. And and no, some of made... like look, if he throws a little bit offline and it's a tough play, it's a tough play. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll make the plays he has to make now. And yeah. So I'd rate Bo as a hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> so cheesy. I uh I he's a Steph Curry hole in one. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was incredible. <laughs> I I'm really impressed by Bo, and he it's to the point now where it's must be tough on Jay's management to decide. Because let's be honest, they don't want to sign one of those guys to long-term extensions. Yeah, unless some sort of deal can be made with both of them to sign together or under market. Only one of the, like, especially the shortstops. Look at the price of shortstops this year in the off season. Yeah, exactly. So Bo's going to get a fortune. He's going to have him for two more years, at least, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but he's merely making a case that he's the face of the franchise. He he really has, unless Vlad really turns it on in the second half. So let's so let's move on to the second baseman. Well, I guess we can put anybody there, but let's start with Whit, Mer- Mer- Whit Merrifield, I guess, is the primary starter. Two-hit Whit. Two-homer Whit. <laughs> This is the guy we were hoping we were going to get last year, right? When we yep. traded for him, and he's delivering. And he, you know what? To to his credit, he played like this for the whole time he's played with the Jays. Really, like yeah. he's just been. Uh, he's you got to love the guy. He's got hustle. He's got heart. He's got the baseball IQ. He's just your all around good ball player. And he's fast, right? And he's he's fast. got that. He's at the old man speed right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, leading the team with 19 stolen bases at uh, the age of 34. That old man. I'm calling that guy old man. He's 13 years younger than me. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would say he's about 200 par if I had to rate him right now. He's doing everything right. Defense, yeah. play, he has to play a left field. I don't think he's a a great left fielder. He's, he's adequate. Yeah, he's adequate. Yeah, he's he makes some bad routes to the ball. You see, like I don't know if you've noticed the couple routes he's made in left field that are kind of iffy. But I mean, I've seen Lourdes Gurriel play out there for well, exactly. a number of years. And, and Teoscar came up an outfielder, and he still made some bad routes. So, oh yeah. Uh, that being said, Lourdes made a really nice catch last night against uh, yesterday against the Jays, diving catch, and then throws out Espinal at second base, and that was fun to watch. Yeah. First base, we'll put uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Over par, par, under par. I would say he's over par. Yeah. He's he's underperforming. The the power just hasn't been there. I'm hoping that the home run derby allowed him to unleash something. And I think it will, and I think it has a little I bit. Think it, I think it has as well. We'll talk about the home run derby after uh, yeah. our little Jays wrap-up, but... Yeah, I think you're right. I think Vlad is definitely... He was, he was definitely underperforming. He was... Batting around 300 from you know the first two months of the season, then he decided to he had to do everything. I think when the Jays were struggling, he felt like he, he had decided to press. He, yeah, he had to put the team on his shoulders and was chasing pitches he shouldn't have pit, chased. And uh, yeah, a lot that is. Uh, but now I, since the home run derby, we'll talk about that after. He's kind of turning on. He has, and and the fact of the matter is, is like I mean, we can't complain too much because the guy still has a 274 batting average. Right. Like I know we, we we 
the thing is we've we've gotten spoiled right there's that 2021 season that just was through the roof amazing and that's what we're expecting every year now and i think we need to kind of put that behind us i don't think that's vlad all the time i think we should be expecting a 35 to 40 home run kind of guy with a 280 to 310 batting average i i agree Uh, i think we all hope that vlad would be that guy from 2021 because that's what we were all told yeah when vlad was in the minors and coming up that this that's the guy we we should be and it happened after a second or third year in the league we're like here it is down earth last last year and on this year is again closer to his first his first few years in the league except for that that one year yeah I give him one over, but I can see where it's starting to trend to where he's going to be end the season, probably around 290. Yeah. With hopefully 25 home runs. Yeah. And if you can go on a tear, I mean, I could see him getting to 30. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be really, we, we kind of need that. We do. We do. Catchers. Well, well, we have two that are primarily 1A and 1B, I guess. Yeah. Alejandro Kirk. He's he's struggling this year, so he's like a he's like a, he's a double bogey. <laughs> he is a he's a he's a big fella. He's a, he is a double bogey. <laughs> I agree. I I'm a I mean, there's no there's no there's no secret. I'm a big Alejandro Kirk fan. I don't know something's going on this year with him. His power is down. I mean, not that he had a lot of power to begin with, but he's you're you're now you're set for 14 to 15 to 16 home runs. 270-ish average, but now he's down to 234 last time I checked with three home runs. Now. Yeah, so somebody's... It's, it's, it's a rough one because his slugging percentage is under 300. Yeah, it's brutal. He's That's brutal. No... Like he, yeah. he, he was a doubles kind of guy. Like If you look back last season, he had a bunch of doubles. He wasn't hitting a lot of home runs, but he was mm-hmm. hitting liners off the wall or liners into the gap, and he just hasn't been doing that at all this year. I wonder if it's a new new adjustment for him because he has a he just had a child in the off season. Maybe it's something to get used to with maybe he misses his family. I don't know. I don't know if they live in Toronto with him or what or maybe I don't know. I don't and know. I, or, or he's injured. I hate, I hate to say it, but it looked like he put on some weight. Yeah, and that's his conditioning isn't what it was when he came out last year, right? No. Where he lost a bunch of weight and um so we'll see. I'm hoping now with Danny Jansen probably going to carry majority of the load, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he made some time off. We'll give Alejandro a chance to recoup or whatever his issue is. Yeah. So speaking of Danny Jansen. Mr. Clutch. Where is he ever, eh? Especially last night. He's He just seems to be the guy that you want batting when you need a run at the end of the game. <laughs> Who says that about a guy that's batting 230? It was just, I, I, and this is something I was talking to my son. We were watching the game, and I'm like, "Oh, we really need something. We need Jansen to come up." And that's when he came in and hit that pinch hit a home run. Right. I'm like, "That's amazing. The, the guy just seems to have it." He doesn't, and I, I've noticed he doesn't. When he, when the pressure's on, you need a hit or a sack fly. He doesn't strike out. No. And I, he's he's not like a huge strikeout guy, anyways. But he seems to live for those. For those positions, right? Yeah, I agree. I think Danny's, Danny's Danny for me is about one hundred par, maybe par. 
Yeah. Kind of what I would thought he's going to be. Okay defensively. Okay offensively. Other so than, other than oh, Bo Bichette, he's got the second highest slugging percentage on the Jays. Crazy. Yeah. I, I had no idea, really. Eh? Um, DH, let's talk about Brandon Belt. Mr. Belt. He came on. I mean, he was having a rough, he had a really horrible start this season. Yeah. People are talking about releasing him, DFAing him, trading him, whatever, get rid of him. He's really, he's, he, I think, I think since May, he's had one of the best averages on the team. Yeah. And he's the uh, self proclaimed MVP. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who didn't, uh, don't, I guess, don't follow, the, I don't know if you don't follow the Blue Jays on social media, but there's I mean, a couple of times where Brandon Belt is, gets interviewed by, I think it's just any, some reporter. Yeah. And to the effect that he'll say, when the All Star game was being voted on, he's, He's being beaten out, obviously, by Shohei Otani. He said it's something to the effect of, well, I'm a better hitter, better home. I hit for, I hit for more power, better leader, but he leads in votes. So there we have it. I love his sense of humor. And like some people are getting upset. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's just his dry his sense of humor. Is, it's completely a complete joke. Yep. He doesn't think he's better than Shohei Otani. Um, wait, here's a, there's another quote he had too. I don't remember it. Yeah, I can't remember it. It, it was just funny though because it's oh, just, he's on, he wants to destroy someone's family. That was oh, more... yeah, <laughs> it's when they were playing against San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. His former was, team, yeah, yeah. He wants he's to, like, I want to, I want to embarrass him and his family or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's fun, he's funny, he's a funny guy, man. he's yeah. great to listen to. I think for he's for me. I was I was expecting more power out of Brandon Belt, so I'll give him one over. But he's been getting better. Yeah, he he has, and you know what? He's he sees more pitches than anybody else on the team. I would uh, hazard a guess that um, he develops more power as the season goes on, and that knee that he rehabbed last year gets yeah. even stronger. Yeah. Let's move to let's move to pitching. This one's going to be easy. Alec Manoa. Oof. He, he's Oof. uh. Oof is a good is <laughs> triple a good bogey. His... Triple bogey. Uh, yeah. Max out the shots on the hole. An eight. <laughs> yeah, he's. Well, let's talk about Alec Manoa. Yeah. So the first half of the season hasn't been ideal. Nope. Uh, they sent him down to the Florida State League, or sort of the Florida. What's the what do they call complex it? Complex League. Complex League, where there's no cameras, and I don't even know if it's a real league. I think it's just something they make up. They don't keep but... score. They don't keep <laughs> stats. Uh, then he pitched. He got rocked. Yeah. In a single A game, what was that ten hits, ten runs, or twelve runs, or something? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. And then we thought, we're just, oh, no, here we go. Then he went to double. Double A. Some. Okay, we'll talk about this after. So he goes goes to double A, pitches well. Yeah. Gets triple A. And bring him up to majors. Bring him up to the, and well, I guess not really. They're playing Detroit. True. So triple A. Triple A. (laughs) (laughs) So they pitch him against Detroit, pitches well. And... 
it's really I'm I'm curious. Like I, I hope after the season someone talks about what happened because the big question was after, and I'm sure you thought it, and I, I know I did. Why? Why did they? If he gave up ten runs in single A, why did they pitch him in double A? So from what I heard was they wanted to do a night game and they wanted to get his adrenaline going against stiffer competition. Whereas in the Florida Complex League, there's no fans, there's nothing. You're playing in a backfield and they just wanted to, I think, give him more of a baseball kind of environment. Yeah, but... So, but why you he gave up ten runs in single A? Why are you moving him up? Like, how did was there something? Well, they they don't have the they don't have fans. They don't have anything. Well, no, no, this is in single A though. Not, not 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 the complex league. This is they moved him from the complex league to single A. Got rocked. That was that was no. complex league. There he got. Oh, rocked. was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's okay, why. That, it so was... that makes. Yeah, so that's why they, there's no fans. There's nothing going on there. So, and I also heard that there was a few plays behind him that cost him yeah. a few runs, but even a few runs, okay, that's seven earned <laughs> instead. I really so, and I, I love reading. I love reading the comments on Facebook and um, Instagram about people who 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 think they know more than what they like. Obviously, the Jays don't tell us everything, right? For obvious reasons, right? That's it's competitive competitive edge there must have been something in his delivery that caused the jays to set him down and then kind of tweak that because it wasn't a roy holiday thing they didn't completely read jig his mechanics right so there must have been something i'm guessing something in his slider they picked up on he fixed tweaked whatever and now he's back because it, it did look sharper. 100%. And that's his, if, if he's not landing that pitch, he's he only throws 93, 94 miles an hour. Yeah. Sometimes 92. Right? That's not enough to like blow guys by, right? Right. Yeah. So we're going to say Alec Manoa, eight over par. <laughs> Front nine. Back nine, he could, could, could improve. Yep. Uh, Kevin Gosman. Oh, that's – he's – He's Kevin Gosman. Um, I would say he's uh, for what you expect of him. <laughs> he's he's on par, um, but like in terms of performance, he's well under par. Yeah, I would. I'd give him maybe one under. Yeah. He's probably the best signing Atkins and Shapiro have made. Yeah, I think because you could you imagine him being available in a free agent class the year after he was. Yeah. Like he'd have made way more money, exactly. First of all, and now I don't think he'd be a Blue Jay. Uh, but yeah, he's fun to watch. Great pitcher. He's been rocked a couple times for whatever reason. But who? I mean, which pitcher? Unless you're Jacob Degrom. Yeah. Well, it's gonna happen. Jacob you're DeGrom gonna have a stinker every once in a while, right? Exactly. So he's he's pitched really well. Uh, Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett has been a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like his stats don't really show it, but he's got the same amount of innings pitched as Kevin Gosman. Mm-hmm. He's his ERA. He's had a couple of rough games, and I think those 
I think he's had maybe when he gets rocked, he gets really rocked. Right. So if he's having, right. a, you know, it's usually like, Oh, I'm going to allow one or two runs and then I'll go out and I'll allow like seven. Yeah. And then I'll allow like, you know, and then just have like three or four games that I'm really good. And then boom, I'll go and allow like eight runs, which is why his ERA is inflated to like over four. But I, I think Chris Bassett's under par for me. Yeah. Par under one under maybe for me. Yeah. I agree. He's, he's been, when he's been good, he's been really good. When he's yeah. been bad, he's been really bad. But his innings he's been pitching, um, yeah, he's he's the he's been a savior, I think, for that Jays bullpen. Darn right. Um, let's go on to Jose Barrios. He's back, isn't he? Right. This is this is oh, the Barrios time. we we went and picked up. Like, I mean, when we traded for him a couple of years ago, this is what we were expecting. I think last season was just a bad year. And it looks like he's fixed whatever issues he had, and he's back to the way he normally is. He looks great. He does. Um, he just he he's looking at his pitches. Yeah, I, I'd give him probably two under par. Yeah, compared to last year and what our, what our expectations were. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's fantastic. He's leaving. The, he's he's like he's uh, he's the number four starter. Yeah. Pretty awesome how that guy is number four starter. Yeah. You say Kikuchi. Well, I mean, he's got to be an under par for me. <laughs> he's got an ERA under five, so that's good. Yeah. You know what? He's he's been he's kind of struggled for his last few starts. Um he has a hard time going deep into games because it's rare that he gets past the sixth. And boy, he tells John Schneider about it. Yeah. I wonder what that conversation was like after the game. Well, yesterday I was kind of frustrated for him as well because he got pulled after four and two thirds. Um, why not just let him get that last out? Like there was only one guy on base. But let them battle. Yeah. I think Brio's Brio showed a little bit of frustration last week, I think, too, with uh Schneider being pulling him after five and a third or five and two thirds. And yeah. Well, we'll get to Schneider and we'll, we'll give him a grade two in a second. But yeah, yeah, I, Kuchi, uh, definitely two under, nice fifth starter. You just want the guy to give you five innings. Yeah. For the most part, and not get blown out of the game. Bullpen, Nate Pearson. I think Nate Pearson's done great. For his yeah. first full year in the majors? First full year, he's healthy. He's got a 348 ERA. He's. Pitched 32 innings or 33 innings, so he's got the third, oh, four, uh, fifth most most innings in our bullpen. Considering he he didn't come up until May, right? Can't and you see his leverage? His leverage has gone up and up and up, right? From yeah. we're just going to put him throw him in there we're up by three or four runs, and now we're it's we're up by one. Oh, the other game, I think it was last week again. They're up yeah. by one run. They needed two innings out of him, and he he got yeah, he gave it to him. Yeah, I think Nate's doing exceptionally well. Yeah. Uh, who else can we throw in there? Yimi, Yimi Garcia. He's gotten better the last few weeks. He was he was struggling at the beginning of the season, though. <laughs> He's kind of been that way with the Jays overall, hasn't he? Like, he hasn't yeah. really been that guy that he was in Houston for a few years. Um, let's talk about 
this guy is really interesting for me. Trevor Richards. You know what? He's he's doing really well this year. I I will give him two under par for what yeah. I expected. I thought he was I thought he was Tyler Chotwood. Well, and he so he's he's the reason we were able to go with a, a four man rotation. Really. Absolutely. Because he stepped up as an opener and he gave two, three innings. Like that's that's rough as a as a reliever to say, hey, I'm gonna go out there and give you three innings. And two pitches. Yeah. Fastball changeup. Yeah. Like it's if you're the batter, you got a 50-50 chance. Right? Because it's gonna be one of the two. But man, that changeup's it's unbelievable. Elite. Yeah, it's we're talking uh Marco Estrada kind of yeah, so that's that's another great segue. So, what do you think of Trevor Richards being stretched out next year? I don't do you think stretch so. him out. No, no, you keep him in the bullpen. Keep him in the bullpen. There's there's the reason he's no longer a starter, right? Miami had him as a starter at be, at the beginning of his career, and yeah. I I think there's a reason that he was relegated to the bullpen, and I think that's the reason is that he's only got two pitches and it's it's really tough to make a go at it. So I can see Trevor Richards and they did this against Anaheim earlier in the season where he tried to close it when he was closing on a game. Yeah. I can see if Romano's down for longer than he is right now, his back flares up again. Yeah. I can see Romano. I mean, I see Richards kind of going into that closer, closer role for a bit. Yeah. Got a high strikeout rate. Striking off 50% of the batters he faces. Now, let's talk about the guy with the best ERA on the team, Tim Meza. What's his ERA at? 1.16. He must just, what's like, I'm curious where his splits are. He must just be dummy in lefties. Well, let's take a peek here. He's been a great, um, he's having a great season. Yeah, he's. Lefty, lefty, righty, whatever, right? Like he's. Mowing everybody down. All right. Splits 2000. So his splits are. Oof. They're about the same. Really? Uh, he's better versus right handers. No, no, sorry. Faces. Let's let's reverse that. He's better versus lefties. Yeah. But uh they're not so terrible. Like they're not like his splits aren't so drastic that. He couldn't face a righty here and there. He's been well. There's a guy that could step in the closure role, I guess, if you really need to. Yeah. So let's speaking of closure roles. Let's oh, well, before we get into that, how about Eric Swanson, the guy we traded to Oscar for? Well, he's he's done well for the amount of times they've used him. Yeah. It seems like every close game they're in, Eric Swanson's warming up in the bullpen. Exactly. And that's and where no... you, you kind of well, and I was really upset that they, they used them the other night when uh when <sighs> White couldn't or yesterday, that was yesterday. Yesterday. Mitch White couldn't finish out a stupid inning with a seven run lead or five run lead. Five run lead. Five run lead gives up uh, gives up three runs, yeah. puts winning puts the tying run at the plate. That was horrible. And then they have to bring him in because he was the only guy that was warm. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he didn't look sharp, but I, again, the amount of times they used him this year, I think he's pitched really. He's a he's a one under par for me. He's, a, he's been a pleasant, yep. 
mean, I knew was, I knew what his ERA was last year in Seattle, like one point something or other. But yeah. uh, he's been really dominant for the Jays. Now let's go with John Schneider. I uh, I don't like his bullpen management at all. Yeah, I don't know if it's a a learning curve. I don't know. He makes a lot of moves where you're like, why are you doing this? Like we've talked about it. We're like, yeah, you know what? We should bring this guy and this guy in because yeah. you're up by, yeah, you're up by three runs. These guys are, and then he does some, the complete, does the complete opposite. Yeah. And you're just sitting there wondering like, what are you doing? So I wonder if Madeline thinks the same thing. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing right now? Uh, I, yeah, I would give Schneider a two over. Yeah. We mean we thought he would have the same, you know, that we'd have that same team we had the second half of last year coming up the shoot, and that hasn't been the case. And he's made, I mean, like that gaff he made having to pull. Uh, I think who was a Manoa? Yeah, Manoa out after a second mound was it? Yeah. You just you can't make those kind of mistakes in the majors. No, no, you can't. Now, if we talk about some of the guys that have been like on the bus back and forth, okay, Jay Jackson. I, I think I've mentioned Jay Jackson a few times in this podcast or yeah. podcast in the past. He, I think he should be he should be he, in the bullpen. He should be in the bullpen. He should be on the twenty five man roster. Can we can we stop moving him up and down? Like yeah. let's, let's keep him in the bullpen. I don't know who else. I don't know who you could. I mean, if I'm trying to think of someone in the bullpen right now that you could just Simber. Yeah, like well, yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt but... now, which is why Jackson is is still. And I would I, I would almost. Keep Jackson in, and you're right. Option Simber because Simber's got a seven point four ERA, and I, I I really think it's Simber's hurt. I, I, I think like, I think he's been dealing with injuries all year, but I would keep. There's got to be a way to keep Jackson in. Mitch White, you know what? Yeah. See you later. That, yeah, exactly. That was a mistake. Like, eat it. Yeah, that's right. That was a mistake. Let's eat it. Move on. Yeah, because he's not good. And Bowden Francis has been great for, I mean, just what he is. He's a guy that they picked up to kind of, I think they drafted him, but I mean, like at the end of the day, they brought him oh, up to, he, to replace Bowden Francis. Picked up on a trade? Yeah, I think so. But you're so right. I can't he, remember, but he's been well. He's He's done well. Yeah, he's been exactly what we need. Like he's eight some innings, right? And yeah. Um who else you got on your list? Um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Zach Pop is yeah, the next one. And he was I don't know if he's still injured or not. He just got uh he's actually option to triple A, so option to triple A. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I think there's a couple of guys that yeah. have been riding the bus between Buffalo and Toronto. Jay Jackson being the main one and, and Bowden Francis being the other that I think should be in like at the end of the day, I think Bowden Francis is our long man. And I think Mitch White should be DFA'd. Bowden Francis was actually the Jays got him via trade by from Milwaukee for Roddy Telez. Roddy Telez, there you go. Yeah. Him and Trevor Richards. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Esp- let's do Espinal. What do you think of Espinal? Uh, he's... I think he's too over for me. He's... Yeah. 
I would say so. His, he was his, an all-star last year. He was an all-star. He's always been known as a contact guy, and he just hasn't really done that at all. And to be fair, to be fair to Espinal, he hasn't got much playing time. Like not not consistently. No, and that's just because what Merrifield has been so great, so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig, I always call him Craig Biggio. Kevin, Kevin Biggio. He's Kevin Biggio. He's par. He's par. He's he's, he's cream of wheat. Like he's he's yeah. just eh, it's there. Yeah. Fills a position sometimes. He gets you. Uh, maybe he might hit you a home run when you need one. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's decent. Yeah. I think I think that's I think went through the whole team. I think. I think so. Yeah. So it'll be the Blue Jays trade deadline, which is in about a month. I think we're away. Is it August? Yeah, it's August first. I think isn't it? First, a couple. Weeks. No, that, used, that was the old one. That was the old one. Yeah. Uh, but if you're the Jays right now, are you? You selling, trading, you selling, buying. Well, you're you're definitely not selling. I think we've we've got a a very good shot at the wild card. And uh I mean all it takes is a couple of losing streaks by the uh by the Orioles and Tampa Bay Rays for us to just be right in the mix there. So and yeah, so you're right, it was August first. I don't know why I was thinking differently. Um, if you had asked me three weeks ago, I would have probably said they should be selling, not everything, yeah. but selling some assets and getting some prospects. They won eight of nine, six out of first. Yeah, I, I think the problem with Toronto is that we don't have a lot of stock left to trade. No, we don't. Like our cupboards are pretty bare, and what we do have, we kind of want to hang on to, right? But that being said, and you brought this up when we were golfing today, we're getting two pieces that are basically deadline deal acquisitions that are yeah. already in the organization. So who are those guys? Hyunjin Ryu and uh, Chad Green. Yeah. So they're, they're both coming back from Tommy John. Hyunjin Ryu has made a triple-A start, pitched really well. Yeah. And now you have, and then um, Chad Green is coming, supposed to be coming like by August 1st. Yeah, to help out the bullpen. And that's a power arm. Yeah. And, and I mean, at this point, this, this makes it an awkward situation because now you're going to have six starters. Right. Unless Manoa really falls off the board again. Like it, maybe that, that one start against Detroit was luck. And he Ooh. still hasn't fixed it. And I think it's tonight we find out he pitches tonight, doesn't he? To, uh, are they playing tonight? I don't think they're playing tonight. They got the I'll day off. Money. It's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And against San Diego. I mean, San Diego, they have some good hitters. Patient hitters. A couple of good lefties. Yeah, Manoa's pitching against Musgrove tomorrow night. Yeah, I, or you can go with a six-man rotation for a bit. Well, and that's the other thing is that, I mean, obviously Gosman needs a needs a rest. He's he's been used quite a bit. Bassett stepped in when Gosman was supposed to start against the uh, the uh, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. So yeah. I mean, these those two guys are 
are tired. They, I think they need a little bit of extra rest. I really, I, I think it's just going to happen. They're, they're probably go with a six man rotation and give, or slot a guy in where a guy gets hurt or needs a rest. Right. I think it's, yeah. And why not? You're towards the end of the season. If you can like prolong your starters, get a little bit more, a little bit more rest, especially Bassett, who's you know pushing 35, 36. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Manoa, he's a he's a big boy. He needs a little bit more rest. Gosman, who's been dealing with an injury, I think. Yeah, I think that having Ryu there will be a huge, huge help. Yeah. And uh, Green, if I'm not mistaken, he throws in the high 90s. Yeah. Uh, see so another power arm, Nate Pearson, Green throwing. Finally, you finally have guys that have swing and miss stuff. High nineties in our bullpen. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's gonna be a good stretch run. I think um, we need to take another series from San Diego when we're down there yeah. starting tomorrow, and then uh, on to Seattle. Seattle will be another great series. This is there's no easy. I'm looking. I'm looking behind you. So Ivan's got. Yeah, Ivan's got the, the J schedule behind him on Zoom. <laughs> We play San Diego. San Diego, even though they're, well, I think they're in, uh, let me check what place they're in. They're in, got yeah, second last in their division, 44 and 50, but they're still a dangerous team. Yeah. You Musgrove, who's got a 320 ERA, Darvish. They got some good pitching. Good pitching. Gator out of the bullpen. Good. They have Soto, Cornhorse, Tatis. Like they got Machado. some. Yeah. Like, how are they, how are they in fourth place? <laughs> um, so they're a dangerous team. Then you move on to Seattle. Seattle's playing better recently. They're back up to 500. Yep. And then, oh, then just for a break, you go to you go to LA and play the Dodgers. Like it's this is gonna be a this, this is the this road trip's team. gonna be tough. So the it, the San Diego game's at home, but then you got Seattle, right. LA, and then LA again with the uh, the other LA, the Angels, <laughs> Angels, there. which I mean. You never know which one you're going to get. Is it the below 500 team or the let's have Trout and Otani just go off on us? And then just because it's fun, let's play the Orioles for four. Yeah. Who the Jays for some reason have a mental block and playing AL East teams. Yeah. Um, and then we play Boston, but that's Boston. towards 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 the end of July, beginning of August. So I, for me, I think it's this bull, this this road trip is going to determine our season. Yep. They need to win each series to me, or at least win two of the three series. Yeah. Um, anything else, Jays wise, you want to talk about? Uh, let's take a look at the injuries here really quick. So yeah, Gosman is day to day, back issue. Romano, Romano back. is day to day, lower back issue. Um. And it says here, Gosman won't start during the upcoming series against the Padres. Okay. So he's going to skip another start. Right. And Romano's, he pulled something during the All-Star game. Um, he thought, well, he was warming up and he could feel a little bit of tightness. Um, he thought it would loosen up once he got into the game. I think he faced that one batter and he realized it's not loosening up. And he's been day-to-day cool. since. Yeah. And they gave they basically gave the Arizona series off. Yeah. It's not bad overall, really, injury wise, that we can you can live with that. Yeah. Gosman worried me a little bit, but if it's just a, a side issue. Yeah. Not not so bad. Uh let's move on to around the horn. 
since we talked a lot of J stuff, we'll just kind of quickly go over halfway point. Well, more than the halfway point of the of the the uh, MLB uh, Major League Baseball standings. And tell me if anything surprises you in this division. NL East, Philadelphia. Um, Miami's Atlanta. very surprising me in that one. Atlanta. That's Atlanta, right, Atlanta. That's, Atlanta's Atlanta. <laughs> Crazy. They're 60, 61 and 31. Yeah. They've got a nine-game lead on uh, the next next place team there. And they just lost two out of three to the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Miami in second place in that division. Philadelphia, the World, uh, World Series finalists finalist? last year. Yeah. And then the Mets. Weren't the Mets supposed to be leading this division? Well, I thought they'd been to spend like $800 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're playing a lot of money. They're paying a lot of money to finish last in their division. Well, it's a good thing that Washington's still there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Second last in their division. I don't really count Washington as a team right now. <laughs> That's a triple A team. That's, yeah, they might be hard pressed some triple a teams um yeah the mets i think the mets will be in definitely selling mode philadelphia is kind of where they were last year right at the boat this time yeah atlanta is just cruising yeah which is always kind of so you, you always got to kind of wonder a little bit when those teams that are cruising in those divisions i mean there's no real competition until they get to the playoffs and sometimes they get swept because there's no competition for the past four or five yeah. months. Well, that's what happened to Atlanta last year or the year before. Yeah. Where they just cruised in like they were basically 500 at the uh, all-star break. And just in the last year, Atlanta had to come from behind to beat, uh, beat the Mets. Yeah. 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 And then um, Milwaukee is um... essential. Yeah. The Milwaukee who just uh, swept Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati has been, that's the talk. That's the team that everyone's kind of like, that's the team to beat now. Yeah. And that they've Dela lost Cruz. four, four in a row. And that, yeah, that kid is just something special. Eh? Dela Cruz is, I, I think he's, he's a once in a, in a life, once in a generation kind of player. I think Yeah, very much like Shohei Otani, not the same, not as good. Obviously he's only just started, but man, he's got power and he just threw a ball. From third base to first, and 98 miles an hour. Well, there you go. Could you imagine Joey Votto? <laughs> Could you imagine being the first baseman? Having to catch, like, you're only using a first baseman's mid. <laughs> having a 98-mile-an-hour fastball being thrown at you? Man. But he's uh, power speed. They've actually moved him to the top of the order for the next series because they're trying to mix things up. And yeah. Why not put your best hitter uh, first? Then you got a bunch of Cellar dwellers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs will be sellers. Pittsburgh. There wasn't Pittsburgh in first place for a while. They were, but um, they were. We we knew this. They they were <laughs> well above their weight. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they've not played well lately. And then the biggest surprise, I think, for me, I don't know, probably I don't know. I guess for you too. Yeah. Cardinals in last place. And that's something that is just we've never seen that. I mean, the Cardinals have been in the playoffs, what, like every season for the last 15 years? Yeah, like first or second in their division usually. Like yeah. there's something, I don't know what's going on in St. Louis, but um, 
and it, 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 it was funny. They had a bad start. Well, they, they took two out of three from Toronto. Yeah. But then they had a bad start. They're starting to play well, and like people are like, okay, here, here they come. They, you know, they're going to probably going to play real ball again, and then down again. And then they just, they just haven't been able to, to put it all together. Yeah. So they'll be sellers at the deadline. They, they just actually the GM just announced they would be. Nolan Arenado likely being traded. Goldie also, I think. Yeah, Goldie might be traded. He's got one year left in his contract. Yeah. Uh, people are saying probably not Nolan Arenado because it's because of his contract so so big. But um, Jack Flaherty. Could be the a Jays. Jays have been linked to his his uh Jordan Montgomery, same thing. Yeah. Cubs, and that's another rumor we didn't touch on. The yeah. Stroh show might be coming back to Toronto. Well, I mean, he's he's a good pitcher. I don't know if the Jays need another starter, but hey, I would take him. Unless they're willing to unless maybe the Jays are thinking of throwing in a starter to trade. Maybe. Who though? Yeah, that's that's the question. That's the question, right? You sent Kikuchi out. <laughs> <laughs> See that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss him that much. No. Um, then the West, the Dodgers, of course, lead by game and a half. Second place is now the Giants. Yeah, Arizona just kind of fell off the the cliff there. Yeah, they lost. They've lost. I think how many in a row? Or four in a row, mm-hmm. and the Jays just swept them. So yeah, and that uh, that actually affected their standings because they were ahead of the uh, Giants for a while there. So and the Giants won five in a row. San Diego's in second last. It just blows my mind. And then Colorado, we kind of knew was yeah. in last place. American League East. Tampa had a huge lead to start the year. Now down to one game over Baltimore. 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 <laughs> you surprised? I am actually. That's, I mean, is it sustainable? I, I don't know. Like, I, I at the beginning of the season, I'm like, ah, I don't think this is sustainable. But they've been we've playing all, well all year. We've said the same thing. It's it's their pitching. Yeah. I mean, it's like is their pitching good enough to? Just, yeah, nah, they're they're, they're going to jump off a cliff eventually. So, from what I'm hearing, is that management there is now trying to figure out like are we buyers now because historically like last year they were sellers at the uh at the deadline even though they were close and they're notorious for being kind of stand paddish though yeah so i would be i would be surprised if they make a big move i i could see them trading for a strowman verlander or scherzer do you want verlander or Scherzer? like I, take... I don't want to face them. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I'm not so scared of Verlander. Scherzer, I'm not terrified of either. But if he finds form, right, like yeah. for the playoffs again, like you're right. I don't. I if it's a a wild card series, I don't want to face Scherzer. Right. Um, mind you, Jesus got no hit by the tiger, so. <laughs> I don't want to face anybody. Uh, yeah, and then Toronto's middle of the pack. Boston, six games over five hundred, and then bottom. And I'm yeah. say this with a smile on my face. <laughs> New York Yankees. 
I love it. I think it's fantastic. Take yeah. that, Yankee fans. Um, they they look old. They do. They do. They uh, look old. They don't look like a good team. They don't. They. I say it, and the Jays are only at the three games ahead of them, mind you. I think the Yankee ship is sinking fast. Well, they they lost their one kind of saving grace. Like Aaron Judge carried that team. We said it last year. Yeah. And it just proves it. He's gone now, and look what's happened. Well, also, you look at – we. I think we did a comparison uh, in the preseason – the Jays and the Yankees, and we're going like position by position. Yeah. The Jays have a better team overall, but people were still picking for something the Yankees. Yeah. So you look at now, LeMahieu looks like he's playing like he's 90 years old. Yeah. Um, Volpe, is it Volpe who's their shortstop? Yeah. He's he's young. He's he's young. Like he, I, I, I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, he's he's young, right? He's got he's a 280 on base percentage. Yeah. Like he's, he's still, he's all, I mean, you're playing shortstop. The New York Yankees. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Torres isn't hitting for power. Uh, Rizzo has forgotten how to hit again. Uh, is it Bader out yeah. in center field? He's he's their bright spot right now. Yeah, but he's like, he doesn't does he scare you in your lineup though? Like, no, not really. he doesn't. I mean, Connor Falafa is in the outfield. Stanton's out there. I mean, it's just. A bunch of mixed pieces, like, like misfit toys. Yeah. Like, they're just the land of misfit toys. And I just laugh because they DFA'd Aaron Hicks, who then yes. decides to remember how to play ball when he goes to Baltimore. <laughs> and well, and really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. They, their pitching's still, still good, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, so in the Central, this division... Sorry, Minnesota fans. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Um, but they're finally Minnesota's, two games. Of, <laughs> finally over 500. <laughs> two games over 500, and the second place team, Cleveland, is two and a half games back, and they're three games under 500. Yeah. I mean, realistically, Detroit is six games out, and we're saying that Toronto's got a chance because they're six games out. Detroit is ten games under 500. Yeah. And they're six games out of the division lead. Then the White Sox were going to be. Sellers, Kansas City, who's always selling. Kansas City is fighting uh, Oakland to be one of the worst teams in the in the league. Yeah, it's not much of a fight. <laughs> and then in the West, you have Texas leading the division. Houston's in second right now. They're they look a little depleted too. Yeah, they're they're not the scary Astros anymore. No, they're. They look, they look tired. Yeah, mind you, I guess we're in the playoffs that many years and win that many World Series, so you're, you're going to look tired. Seattle's 500 finally again. Uh, the Angels are where we thought they'd be. How, how can a team that has two of the best ball players in the world? <laughs> it's funny now that people talk about like the best ball player in the world, and no one mentions Trout. Yeah, everyone talks about Otani. I, I, I think to answer your question. I think you look at Rendon, yeah, who's like hit. I think since that's an albatross that contract. Yeah, What's albatross that? contract. Yeah, you think he's signed one? You think he's got one home run and been on the DL twice? Like he's just he's horrible, and he wants to punch out fans. Like 
<laughs> in Oakland. In Oakland. There's like, like the only three fans. Have in o- the only fan they have in Oakland, he wants to punch him out. <laughs> so they're going to be – and they've already said that they're, they're, they're listening to offers on Otani. Yeah. But anyways, would you – well, like, would you trade him? I I think you have no choice. I really – I think – I mean, at this point right now, he's the guy that's going to bring you the largest haul in the history of trades. But he's also getting the largest haul in the amount of revenue you bring a team. Like, do you give that up for two months? Well, that's exactly, he's, he's gone at the end of the season. I think he's just had it with the angels organization as a whole. Yeah. And I think he's gone. So at this point right now, you, you put up with the two last months of the season and and just get as much prospect capital as you possibly can. I agree. I, I agree with you. I, I was listening to a, the MLB, one of the MLB shows on the on the MLB network today, and they said, "Well, I don't know if you do that because you know, he brings the, the amount of revenue he brings in is huge, and you lose that revenue for two months. I think you kind of have to. Yeah. Right. I think you have to lose that revenue for two months just because you want to gain more revenue." Years down the road, yeah, and you're not going to do it. Obviously, you're not doing it with Otani and Trout right now. Yeah. And he's right. I think he's gone. No doubt, he is. He's going to be a Yankee. He's going to be a Dodger. I hope he's not a Yankee. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be scary. Well, he had the same thing again. Yeah, be Judge and Otani. Yeah, Trout and Otani, same thing, right? I think he was smart. And if I was Otani, I'd be going to the Dodgers. Yep. I mean, they're always going to the playoffs. They're always going to the playoffs. He's He doesn't have to move, really. Yeah. West Coast, same West thing. Coast. Do you see the, uh, the, the Seattle fans at the All-Star game? No. They're just chanting, come to Seattle. Over and over. Every time he would come up to that, come to Seattle. Come to Seattle. Maybe there is a there's a like a large, there's a large. I remember when um, Ichiro was there. There's a large Asian population that yeah um, is in that area. And they and asked him about like, it. They asked him, and he, yeah. and he 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 said, "Yeah, I heard it." He's like, "It's it you know it feels good to get like that kind of reception." He's like, "It's it's an, I don't know. I don't think he's going to Seattle, but um, yeah, I, I think, think I think a team like I think." Arizona, I think a team that nowhere trades for him. He rents rents him out for two two months or so, and then he goes to like wherever he wants to go. Yeah. I think, and I think once he goes, I think Trout is going to demand a trade. You, you got to just blow that thing up. Yeah. And then you have Oakland or the Vegas A's. <laughs> They're barely a team. <laughs> So let's talk about the uh, since we've got a little bit a little bit more time. Uh, let's talk about the home run derby. That was fun. What'd you think? Yeah, it was a it, lot of fun. It was fun. Um, I I think that uh, Vlad did a great job. It was uh, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the new format. Okay. What? Yeah. What? What don't you like about it? You don't actually get a chance to see each home run, right? 
like the balls are all I, I, that's a good that's a great point so i was watching the watching it all of a sudden i think it was a rose arena yeah had like 18 then they flashed out the outfield and come back down and he's at 21 i'm like what what happened because he got three balls in the air at the same time <laughs> exactly and then that one kid got okay so next year there won't be any kids in the outfield yeah that poor kid that got smoked in the face by Vlad Guerrero line drive. Yeah, that. <laughs> I, I would, and you know it's funny because I was I was thinking about that as it was happening, like not at the time, like right at the time. But I was thinking when all those kids are out there. I'm like, it's, eventually it's going to happen where some kids going to get smoked. Yep. Either missing a fly ball and just get hit in the head, or line drive. And sure enough, so I can see next year there won't be any big brothers, no big sisters out there. So, like, if you if you remember, back in the heyday, the home run derby yep. was ten outs. So you had yes. ten pitches that you you would swing at, and you do the best out of those ten pitches. And you you'd actually be able to witness each hit. So they would hit the ball, then the you know the camera would pan out. You'd see the majestic shot. You'd have the announcer back, 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 and. <laughs> Oh, I love, uh, who is that? Uh, Chris Berman. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways, go ahead. And you'd, and you'd see every home run, but now with the new format, it was just rapid fire pitches. So you have split screen. So you've got half the screen is the batter. The other half is a camera just like moving from one end of the, the audience to the other, just to kind of see where the ball is going. You, You don't really see how far the shot is. You don't see the majesticness of those home runs. Not a fan of that, and that's probably what led to that kid getting hit in the face because there's just balls constantly flying. flying. I, I I agree. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I, I I'd like to see them all. I I don't mind the format so much. I don't mind like because it's fun to watch that many home runs being hit, or maybe just give them more time. Yeah. Have a pitch. Have a pitch clock. Yeah, <laughs> pitch clock. <laughs> um. Actually, my wife, my wife Pam made a really good. She she said something, and I didn't like. I'm like, I don't know why. Why don't they use a pitching machine, right? Instead of having her line like, "Oh, I'm bringing my guy to come pitch batting practice," just use a pitching machine, yeah. and it's fair. And it's yeah. always consistently. You, know, you want to see some home runs fly? No. If you're gonna tell me there's gonna be a 85 mile an hour fastball yeah. or middle of the plate the whole time. You're getting the human. I don't know. I, I'm like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And it's easy to time it. I, I'm torn on the bracket. Me too. Because I love seeing, I love seeing the guys that hit like 41 home runs. Yeah. So who was that this year? That was uh, Rodriguez. Did it? Yeah, Rodriguez it? and Luis Robert. Luis Robert and. And then you got then- Adley Rutschman, who is out. Right, he had twenty-seven home runs, and he's out because one guy hits twenty-eight just yeah. ahead of him. But then another, but then you have Mookie Betts who hits eleven. Yeah, against was it Vlad? He was was he, he against, was against Vlad? Vlad? Yeah, so Vlad locked him out. But I mean, it was just sad to see that Adley Rutschman, who was was amazing that he hit from both sides of the plate. That was just awesome. He takes his majority of his cuts from the left side, is and it's like it's such a storybook, right? Yeah. His dad's pitching to him. Yeah. It's from the left side. Then his overtime, his like one minute of extra time, hits on the right side. Yeah, he crushes like six balls. Yeah, that that was that was awesome. But yeah, he 
he had 27 home runs and then somebody who won the other bracket had 24. So yeah, I, like why don't they just do a complete like from Whoever one to eight? Yeah. Everyone hits home runs. Where like whatever, hit them, hit, hit as many as you can. Yeah. And then the top four move on. Top four move on or top six move on. And then the same thing next round. Six hit as many as you can. Yeah. And if you want to do a one on one bracket the finals, go ahead. Yeah. I enjoy I think for me, I think Vladdy um this will propel Vladdy to hit more home runs this year, this this next half. I think he got his home yeah. runs swing down. It was fun to see John Schneider yeah. pitch tall. Kind of neat. Um I don't I did love Pete Alonzo. Swear my, my printer's going off. <laughs> you know that in the background. Uh it's possessed. Yeah, Pete I, Alonzo getting knocked out by um I love it because he's he's taking it he takes it so seriously. Yeah. It was Julio Rodriguez. He's such a cement head. Yeah, she is, eh? He really like <laughs> he's such a cement head. Uh, like I don't I don't like he's not a break he's not a bright guy. No. You hear him talking in interviews, you're just like, Yeah, you're dumb. And I felt <laughs> bad, but I felt bad for his like something happened to his his original pitching his pitching coach or not um, the guy that throws the balls to him, his batting batting practice coach or yeah. pitcher, whatever it is. I guess he strained his elbow or something, so he had to go to this other guy, and this other guy was just not uh, probably pitching better than I could, but he was pitching like outside, outside the outside part of the plate. Yeah, and uh, so I don't know. I thought uh, it was fun. It was entertaining, but you know, overall, it was entertaining, right? Like, yeah, it was. It, it was fun to watch. And you watched the celebrity softball game? I did. Any good? It was all right. I mean. It's it's nice to see, uh, you know, some old. I mean, like Felix Hernandez. Well, see, that's and that's. I think I mentioned this last year, and I think I'd like to. Say, I'd say it again: is that I think it should be a like a Hall of Fame, like, a, like an old timers, like a recent old timer. I don't want to see like, <laughs> like I don't know, seventy five year old guys, like <laughs> Ted Williams coming from the grave to like hit a ball. I mean, whatever. Uh, eventually, with AI, I'm sure we'll see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd like to see like. Recent old, like recent, like Hall of Fame class kind of guys coming in and softball game. So you had uh, Felix Hernandez, um, Jenny Ken Finch with the Jenny uh, Finch, the, Jenny Finch was the the pitcher. Yep, yeah. and then team, yeah. um, you had Ken Griffey Jr.'s son, um, Ryan Howard. Um, yeah, still playing first base. I saw that. Yeah, Brett Boone. Brett Boone. Um, Brett Boone, man, he's. You still got it. <laughs> Jack one. Yeah. And I watched I watched part of it on YouTube. It was uh yeah, it's it's fun to oh no, it's kind of fun to watch. It's it's kind of cool to see some of these celebrities because they actually had celebrities and some yes. of them are pretty good athletes. Not bad, eh? Yeah. Like Mark Rober, he's a uh, a YouTuber, YouTuber, former NASA engineer. Yeah. And he hit a home run. Did he really? I didn't see that, yeah. Yeah. First at bat. Wow. He's uh he I watched there's an episode of him on YouTube with him um um doing wiffle ball wiffle ball yeah yeah and he looks like an athlete he looks like an athlete yeah uh yeah I I don't know maybe a Hall of Fame game kind of thing yeah and the All Star game for you what you think um it was all right I didn't watch the whole thing yeah I That's tend to not watch the whole I usually watch the last few innings of it 
Yeah. Or if, yeah. if I see it, if I, if, if I'm, if I'm home and nothing to do, I'll watch it. I, it's just not the thing about, and I, th- I think you mentioned this when we were playing ball last week, the thing about the all-star game that's good about baseball is that it's not like half speed. Yeah. It's actually being, there's actual game being played. Yeah. It's not like hockey where it's no one's sh- playing defense. Same with yeah. basketball yeah. and football. Like yeah. football is the worst. When they they didn't do that, they didn't play the a natural game this year. They played some kind of like flag football or something. I don't know what they did, but yeah, um, they usually play this the Pro Bowl, and it's like why you like they they hike the ball, and it's like they basically the offensive and defensive line just kind of stand up and touch each other. Like yeah. look, we're playing, and there's no defense. Like it's 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 boring. Yeah, but in baseball, but, that's like the the pitches are coming in as hard as they normally would. Yeah, because you can't throw a pitch half speed. Exactly, it, it it's not natural for them. <laughs> um. Yeah. So unless unless they're like Pete Rose, where they're tackling the catcher. <laughs> oh, Bob Fosse. Was it Bob Rob Fosse? Anyways, turn his his friend. <laughs> yeah, dislocated his shoulder him. and ruined his ruined his career. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Hustle. Um. So let's, uh, yeah, so the All-Star game for me, I don't know, I watched the last few innings, and that was really, I, I was waiting for Julio Rodriguez to hit a home run to tie, like, to win the game. That's That would have been, yeah. but uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was, from what I saw, it was, it was, it's all right. Yeah, I just kind of drift in and out, so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun sometimes to watch, especially the Jays are, I didn't like the fact that Texas had all their players voted in, but. Yeah. <laughs> It's neither here nor there. Okay, let's go on to our uh, segment, Blue Chips and Dip. Blue Chips and Dip. So, so for those who those who haven't uh, followed the Jays closely, they had a draft just prior to the All-Star game. Yep. And the Jays picked uh, first overall. And I'll let you I'll let Ivan, you pick our – who's our Blue Chips and, Blue Chips and Dipper? So our uh, 11th pick of the first round was Arjun Nimala. A uh, shortstop from Strawberry Crest, Florida High School. Yeah, he's a 17-year-old, bats right, throws right, shortstop, six foot one. They have him as a weight of 170 pounds. Doesn't look it. <laughs> I think I think he was holding 20-pound barbells at the time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about him? Yeah. So he's um, he's he's known for his uh, bat and arm so he's got plus power plus arm um overall they kind of compared him to like a francisco lindor type which isn't a bad person to be compared to um they figure he's a above average uh runner he's got above average arm uh to he can make those throws from the hole um he's got good power for his size which if he just grows into his body is going to be something special. Being compared to Francisco Lindor is a pretty big, pretty big deal. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's 17 years old. So we're not going to see him for a while, but maybe next I mean, year. I mean, if he progresses the same way as uh, Vlad and, and Bo, and he starts making his, you know, his appearance at what 22 is that we're talking about five years away now. So. Still have time to develop into that body, and yeah, and we'll see where Bo is at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, nothing uh, aside from that, and the overall the draft. Not, there was no big surprises except for 
uh, Wyatt Langford was projected to go either one or two. He ended up going third overall. Yeah. Um, nothing else really of, of no. The Jays did draft was it two Canadians, I think. I think so. In the second and third round. Anyways, it's uh, it's hard. It's it's a it's a crapshoot. Usually, the, the top top team in the top ten in baseball is you have a better chance, but no guarantees you're going to make the major the majors. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add, Ivan? Uh, no, I think that kind of covers it for this week. I think we can uh, go again next week if you're up to it. Yeah. Maybe next Monday or so. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we can beat uh, our team in slow pitch tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't been playing very well lately. No, 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 we haven't. But uh, hopefully we can beat uh, Ernie. Ernie. Ernie's uh, Ernie's team tomorrow and uh, maybe get a win. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Third one of the season. Third one of the season. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Uh, for myself, Mickey and my buddy Ivan. Have a good week, everybody. Take care, guys.